Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review, and make sure to subscribe to my YouTube page at ML Sports Platter. We're brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, CH Insurance, and Burn Dairy. And we bring in one of my favorites, Gene Waldron, Syracuse basketball great, who had a hell of a weekend with Jim Beheim Day, the little too close for comfort Syracuse win. I'm sure we're going to get into all of that. And uh, of course, his thoughts on Adrian Autry's first year and kind of reminisce about his career a little bit as well. Gene, welcome to the show. It's been honestly too long and I've been pumped up to have you on. And I know I just got you right out of the gym. So you're all fired up and you know, you're ready to lift that car you're sitting in. How are you? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm ready to go. It's been a long time coming, but you know, I'm glad to be on your show. Yeah, no doubt about it. So just take my listeners and you know viewers through the the weekend uh, for you. You know, you, you wow. sat there on pins and needles for the Notre Dame game, right? It got a little too close there. And then the festivities and you got to see all the former players and friends and teammates and then the banquet at night as well, right? Yes, it was a it was a, a fun, but actually a long day, you know, starting off getting to the uh, getting to the dome, uh, seeing some of the ex players uh, having great conversations, great laughs. Uh, a lot of reminiscing, which was like really a lot of good stories amongst the the players. Uh, a lot of the players that I played with were actually there, which was really a, a a lot of fun. But you know, getting to the game, you know, as the game as they were blowing North Carolina uh, uh, Notre Dame out, we just stopped wa- watching the game. We were just talking amongst ourselves, and then before you know it, they turned it into a basketball game, and then yeah. it was uh, it was uh, nail biting. But you know, in the end, they pulled it out. I I, I think uh, that they took the f- their foot off the pedal a little bit, but you know, you got to play two halves, and I think that's something they're going to have to learn. One thing that you and I have gone back and forth on on social media has been let's just calm down with the whole Adrian Autry thing. When you lose a game or you know you have the bad hat, like you got to give somebody time to build a program. Um, can you kind of speak to? I mean, you played for Jim, obviously, but as a former player, a big fan of the game, somebody who watches the game, studies the game, knows the game as well as anybody. Can you just kind of speak to the job that he's done this year and, and what jumps out to you that that is kind of been a wow factor, you know, that, that you know that he has it in him to have sustainability, to have success at Syracuse? I think one of the biggest things is you just look at it, the record. I mean, they're a couple away, a couple of wins away from 20 wins. Who would ever thought that? You know, the season's kind of been up and down a little bit, but for the most part, he's had those guys playing very good basketball. And you got to remember, I think a lot of people don't understand, this is a very young team. And you got players playing out of position. You got Brown, he's not a center. He's a 3-4. The centers have been hurt. He's made things possible for what he's got. You know, you, you have to, I think people don't understand, this is not an easy job to take over from Coach Beheim. You know, it's just not an easy job. But when you look at what he's done at his coaching staff, you have to be proud. You have to clap, win or lose. You know, no one wants to go out there and lose. No one wants to go out there and play bad. But that's sports. That's what happens. And the, some of the criticism is just unfair, in my, in my opinion. And, you know, you know me. I'm always going to stick up for my, my school. There's just no doubt about it. But I think he's doing an excellent job. And I think in the years to come, it's only going to get better. Syracuse basketball great Gene Waldron with us here on the ML Sports Platter brought to you by Rosie's Corner and Brewer Ace Hardware. You know, with that criticism, obviously, is 
at least I'm sure at some point you have a thinking that, well, that was created because of the standard, you know, and 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 the the, the expectation of every year this team in the tournament. Now, I'm not the guy who says you have to win every year, final four every year. Um, that's for Carolina Duke and for even crazier people, people or Alabama football. But <laughs> I had Charlie Lockwood on my show not too long ago, and he brought up a really good point, and I wanted to tell you about it. And he had said, you know, the expectation from where he is, and you know Charlie well, legendary lacrosse player, walked on the hoops team, part of the Orange family. He said, you know, it's tournament basically every year. And then every, you know, so often you hit the sweet 16. And then every, you know, that that, that six, eight, nine-year kind of final four. And it's just, that's what has been built here. So with a lot of that criticism comes craziness, but it also comes with the expectation that was set by that guy, Jim Beheim because he created True. the phenomenon here, right? So so is, is it fair then to blend those together? Well, I think people are going to do that. But I also think that the people who who understand basketball understand the statement that you that, that you just said. Um, there's always going to be that expectation because of what Be- Coach Beheim left behind. But in the same breath, you know, this is his first year. And when you look at what he's done in his first year, you got to be pleased. You know, there's been ups and downs, and that's always going to happen in basketball, football, soccer. There's going to be ups and downs. But how do you get through it? And I think he's done an excellent job in doing that. And I don't think he's able to do it unless he has the good coaching staff that he has. Do you remember the day that you decided to come to Syracuse from Long Island? I mean, how how did you end up here, and why why did you decide? Well, for me, it was um, basically – when I was in 11th grade, I kind of knew I wanted to go to Syracuse, but I didn't let many people knew, know about that because I wanted to take my six visits and go visit other schools. Uh, Tony Bruin was a big factor because he played at Syracuse before uh, he was uh, uh, before me. And also they had Eddie Moss, you know, and Eddie Moss was really good friends with my dad and, and my family. And I just thought to carry a dome, not too far from home, a great place. And then again, you got to back then the Big East, one of the greatest um, conferences in America at the time in the 80s. So that was a big factor for me. And I and again, I knew I was going to play um, after Eddie left because he was a senior and I was going to just step right into that role, which I did. And, you know, I had a great time in doing it. Did, did you feel it before you got to Syracuse or did you did it really hit you with what? it was starting to become the Big East, right? All the big regional schools with the dome and, you know, the garden with the tournament and the rivalries, Georgetown, Nova, um, on and on it goes, St. John's, the TV package and ESPN, it's becoming a national thing, right? So many phenomenon programs, the emergence eventually of UConn, I understand. But when you got there, was it a little bit before and then the big the big feel or was it right out of the shoot when you decided and you said, I'm entering this, I'm entering this big place of holy crap, this is becoming something on the national sports stage here. It's funny you should say that because I didn't realize how big the Big East was until I got to Syracuse. Okay. And and the 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 competition was it was fierce. I mean, and then you look at the guys that were playing in the Big East, Chris Muller, Patrick Ewing. I mean, the list goes on. Sleepy Floyd, Baron Bagley, the list goes on and on. A lot of these guys were from the East Coast. So it was amazing. 
and 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 a little bit scary for me coming out of New York City. I'm like, wow, this is this is big time. But you know what? I was so proud to be a part of the Orange and, and that Big East you know, conference, uh, and it was just fierce. Every every game was fierce. I mean, the competition was is beyond comprehension. But you know, it was it was just a good time. You know, it is unfortunate that we're not still in it. But that's just how it is. Football took over, right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. The cash cow is football. Speaking of that, I mean, it's a it's a new world. I mean, you just alluded to Adrian Autry in year one. It's hard enough to take over for Jim Beheim. It's hard enough to win. It's hard enough under the normal. I mean, I say normal. Nothing's normal. But the normal circumstances. Then you add in the portal and you add in NIL and, and all these wild things. By the way, I can't imagine what Ewing and those guys would have done with the portal and, and, and NIL, they would have cleaned up big time. Um, hey Mike, you know, something? I want back pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You would have cut some deals. You would have cut some deals. You might not have been Patrick Ewing, but your personality, you would have, you would have signed. Oh, I'd have, 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 have cut some deals. I'll just, it's, yeah. it's, 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 I'm not a big fan of that. Okay. I'm not a big fan of that. Cause I think a lot of the kids, or about the the dollar than the education and the playing the sport. And I think you can see that with some of the players who before this came out were really, really, really con concentrating on their basketball. And yeah. you can see where it's been somewhat of a let off now where kids are just like, well, I got this money now, you know, but if you don't have the good um, somebody helping you monitor and, and, and show you what to do with that money, you know, It'll go real quickly. Yeah, then, then you have like a Caitlin Clark on the women's side who is making bank. And because of her play, you know, making these Steph Curry shots and doing <laughs> her thing and becoming the all-time leader in NCAA, not overall, by the way, because there's another record of, you know, the pre-NCAA record. But, you know, come on, she's making all this money and and the, the ratings for the women's game is, I mean, they're out of control. I mean, some of the, Iowa games on Peacock and NBC and all these, they've outrated some NBA games, honestly. Mm. Um, and so you look at that part and you're like, well, geez, and that, that is the good part. But then you, you look at all the other stuff. So I guess my question, Gene, is where do we go from here? Is there is there a fear from where you sit that the sport is in trouble because of inconsistencies, roster changes, the fan, it's harder to relate to it, right? Uh, the product, maybe, maybe the talent's dispersed, right? But the product maybe isn't as great as it used to be as well because of that. Where are we at in terms of all of it affecting the game and former players like you? And how do you view the future with this stuff? Well, you know, it's it's real. That's a really tough question because when have you ever known the NCAA to have it right? Never. Yeah. When well, have you ever go. known them to have it right? They yeah. make this. They make decisions, yeah. and then in a year or two, they're like, "Well, was it the right one?" I just think the NCAA just never gets it right, in my opinion. They just mm -hmm. don't get it right, you know. And with this portal, where kids transfer, go here, go there, go there. What about the kids coming out of high school? You know, now you come out of high school, you got to sign right away. You I mean you can't wait around. Like like back in the day, you got to sign right away with a school because the, the kids are just transferring all over the place. And, and 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 one thing also, these kids coming out of high school, they go to a, a certain college, and before you know it, another kid's transferred into that college. You know, so it's just it's it's for me, it's very confusing, and I don't get it. And I just think the NCAA need to get up to, get some players sitting at the table 
and talk about some of these things. Because I'm yeah. sure some of these NCAA guys, they ain't never played basketball before. No doubt. No doubt. I think they got to go. I think they got to go too. And by the way, you add in the coronavirus year, which has been, it, kids are still working off that year. I mean, you, some of these kids had a, another, you know, bonus year from the, from the COVID year. So you take portal, you take NIL, you take COVID. You, I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Some of these kids have played for three, four schools their entire career. And the it's NCAA, crazy. it is. And the NCAA, by the way, I mean, now that we have the, the pay for play and we have name image likeness and, and you can transfer all over the place. It, enough of the NCAA and all the rules and past stuff and banners that were taken down. Give Jim Beheim his wins back. Give Reggie Bush his Heisman Trophy back. Put the banner back up for Louisville in 2013, right? Put the Fab Fives banner back up, right? Exactly. Because all bets are off, man. You can do anything right now. So the, all the rules that were broken or anything <laughs> else, they don't even mean anything to me anymore, Gene. Exactly. I, to, I, mean, I, I don't to, think they really ever did, but you get my point. Yeah, I I, I, to, I totally agree. A lot of things that should be fixed aren't getting fixed. And and that's that's a major problem. I, and, and I've always had a problem with the NCAA and, and, and their rules and how they go about certain things. You know, because you look at these college coaches, they can up and leave at any time, even yes. before all this, up and leave at any time. I recruited you. You come to play at my school. Oh, next year he's gone. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really insane. But, you know, again, this is sports. <laughs> yeah. What's new, right? Yeah, it's Pro Sports 2.0. Gene Waldron with a Syracuse basketball grade. I got a couple more uh, for you here, uh, and then I'll let you, uh, I don't know, maybe go back to, to benching uh, 700 pounds. Um, <laughs> no, I got to go home to my dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Mine's laying right here. I walked him before the interview because I didn't, I, you never know when he's going to, you know, get involved and bark and, and do his thing, uh, 90 well, pounds golden. It's yeah. funny you say that because when I told my wife I was doing the park, she said, well, do it at, do it at the Y because yeah. if you go home, you know, the dogs, my, I've done these before. My dogs, they'll jump on me. They're barking and they're doing all sorts of yeah. things. Yeah, what do you have, by the way, for dogs? I have a pit chow chow mix and oh, yeah. a great Pyrenees Alatonian shepherd. A lot of energy. A lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And they they don't play, so yeah. I don't have I don't have an alarm system because I don't need one. <laughs> See, I know that's funny. I actually the barking part is really the only thing that would get me. If you were home and we ever did this, and they were jumping on you, I would actually welcome it. I mean, I would love dogs in the club, <laughs> but the barking thing we can't we can't talk. That's the only part, you know. That's the only hurdle. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. My, and so, my, my, my dogs are, you know, they're, they're one. My youngest one, the Alatonian Shepherd. Yeah. She she's two years old. She's one hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, she's big. Yeah. All right, she's All big. Right. Yeah. Um. So you know, being from New York, right? I mean, did you make your way ever as a youngster a lot to those? to those big time games, you know, the Rucker Park stuff and all. I mean, did you get over that way routinely? I'm sure you did, you know, what, you know, a couple times at least, but did you, did you regularly go there? And, and what was that like? I, I went there a, a couple of times and, you know, and you talk about Rucker Park, then you got um, King Towers tournament. There's a lot of other tournaments other than just the Rucker Park. Sure, sure. Uh, the polo grounds. I played in all those games, and you know, I'm from I'm from Long Island City. I'm from right near the 59th Street Bridge. So for me, a Queens kid to go play up there in the Bronx and Brook and uh, uh, Manhattan, they were like, "Who is this kid?" 
but I made a name for myself very, yeah. very quickly. But it the, the competition always was great up there. I mean, when you go to the Rucker Park, people were sitting on the fences and the trees. I mean, there were some great gangs up there, the great gangs. Did you know right away? I mean, you, you know, you were point guard and then you kind of had to go to that two position for a guy by the name of Pearl Washington who came from you know, an area you know well. And did you know right away about Pearl? I mean, what was it like seeing him for the first time? I didn't know a whole lot about him until Syracuse started to recruit him. Really? Um, I never really watched it until he came up for a visit. And then his notoriety just rose. And I can remember playing in the Madison Square Garden and um, his family was sitting behind the bench and they were just giving me all kind of grief. They was like, your spot is done. You ain't this. You ain't never going to – that Pearl's going to take over. And so my buddies – from my buddies, yeah. from from where I grew up, they was like, yeah, we're not having this. I was like, guys, we have a basketball game to play. We don't need no no we don't no no confrontation. But you know, once once he got to Syracuse, we became really good friends. We became even better friends after Syracuse. But I tell you what, it, it, watching Pearl play was it was magic. I mean, it was literally magic. There was nothing he couldn't do with the basketball. You know, he was just phenomenal. I mean, sometimes I, I'd be sitting and watching him, and, and you would just think, how the heck is he yeah. doing that? Yeah. Yeah, it was like Pete Merrill 2.0, right? It was like, it oh, was yeah. like Pistol Pete, yeah. Uh, in the final minute I have left with you, I wanted to end with with Jim Beheim. Um, give, give me a, a, a Jim Beheim quick, quick minute story that that you can tell, that you, you know, that you're allowed to tell that maybe uh, comes to mind that, would be behind the curtains for people that would love to hear something really funny. It, I think one of the biggest things is the day that I had 40 points in the carrier dome. Iona. Yeah. When I had 40 points and it was still about maybe three, I think it was three fourteen left. And he subbed me out the game. He never even looked at me. He <laughs> just, I, I just, I was looking at him to just get like good game, Gene. I want 50. Pat on the back. He just, he subbed me off and just kept looking at the game. And I was like, Come on, coach, give me some kind of credit. I just dropped 40. Yeah. But it was so it was funny because even after the game, when we was in the locker room, nothing. Hmm. Not but that's coach, though. You know, you you that's that's coach. And it wasn't like he didn't respect or appreciate, but that was just coach, you know. He he, he he's not gonna show you a whole lot. You yeah. get it done, and that's that's all that counts. So so part of that what we talked about earlier, maybe sustainable. I'm not saying 40 every game, but sustainability, consistency, standard, excellence, expectation, right? Maybe that was the message. That was the message. Because one thing about coach, he's all he gets on his plays. Like you said, it's expectation. It's big time. And, 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 and one thing I remember coach always saying, when I don't, when I'm not talking to you, you know, you're done. (laughs) He used to say, he said, if I don't talk to you during the game, you know you, you, you're done. Yeah. And he, you know, and I took that to heart. So yeah. I made sure he screamed at me all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- this was absolutely incredible. I knew it would be, and it's been way too long. Syracuse basketball, great. And dog lover and super muscle man, Gene Waldron, was here on the ML Sports Platter. Uh, Gene, this was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for the memories and recapping the weekend and getting into your career a little bit as well. 
We'll talk down the line, man. Stay in touch. We got to grab some lunch sometime soon, too. And uh, I'll talk to you real soon, my friend. Thank you. You got it. Take care. Bye-bye. Businesses are targeted by cyber criminals every day. Data breaches happen even in the most protected environments. Cyber insurance from CH protects your company from data loss litigation and other penalties. CH Insurance helps businesses comply with electronic data regulation and losses you may suffer in cyber attacks. Trust the CH team to protect your business from hackers. CH Insurance, in your corner, every day, every way. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props today. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head on over to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. Hey, friends of the ML Sports Platter, you know what? There is no such thing as downtime here on the show. Even during the various off-seasons, I'm thinking about free agent signings coaching changes, draft picks, and more. St. Bonaventure University kickstarted my journalism career. They have a long-standing reputation for training award-winning journalists like Woj from ESPN and Mike Vaccaro at the New York Post. Back when we all got our degrees, we attended SBU's campus in upstate New York. These days, you can earn your Master of Arts in Sports Journalism from the comfort of your home. Visit sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com to learn how students follow high professional standards while telling nuanced stories about the sports we love. Schedule some time with one of their super helpful enrollment advisors to guide you through their course content, program outcomes, and where the program could lead you. You'll not only learn from experienced faculty, but also accomplished alums who shape the program. You don't need any writing or broadcasting experience to apply, and there's no application fee or GRE GMAT requirement. The program is entirely online and can be completed in less than two years. How about that? What are you waiting for? Head on over to sbujournalism.com today to learn more. That's sbujournalism.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.